You are listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. Good afternoon, everybody. I would like to welcome you to this CCB GTT presentation call. Today is November 17th, 2021. And I would like to welcome Dan Clark to present to us. Uh, I'll let him introduce himself and, and tell you a bit more about himself. Uh, but this call is about Windows 11. So uh, we're excited about learning more about Windows 11. And Dan is a great person to take us through this journey. So thank you everyone for coming and I will turn things over to Dan. Thank you all for, for being here as well. So many of you know me from the days at perhaps Hunter Joyce or Freedom Scientific and then eventually VFO and then eventually now Vispero. Uh, I started with them back in 1995 when I moved from Oklahoma to Florida. Before I moved here, I was with uh, CompuAd in Tulsa, Oklahoma for a while as a store manager. That company went bankrupt. They make computers or they made computers and uh, I was a store manager. The guy I met there was uh, had retinitis pigmentosa, one of the customers, and he wanted to know if I could install Arkenstone on his computer if he bought one from me. And I was like, what the heck is Arkenstone? You know, at that time, I had no idea what it was. But long story short, I did get that installed on his computer and got to know how people use computers with assistive technology. And that company, when it went bankrupt, I started my own business in Oklahoma called Sooner Software and consulting. We sold computers uh, and I created a bundle for people who were using computers that included JAWS, OpenBook, a scanner, and their choice of Word or WordPerfect back in those days and would do training and stuff. So it's been a long, fun journey. I learned JAWS by listening to it, listening to Ted and Eric on the original training tapes that some of you may still have or have heard. And then, uh, of course, came on board with the company and have done a lot of work for them over the years. I retired from the Sparrow last year in 2020. And then uh, in 2021, this year, I had, I've launched a new website for myself going forward, which is named DSurf Delta, S-U-R-F, like surfing the web. And it stands for the Digital Surf for Accessibility is what the tagline is. And my goal is to create training materials that are free for people going forward, similar to the things that I've done in the past uh, for other companies like Vespero. But now I'm able to do it on my own. So I can do pretty much whatever I set my mind on and choose to do. And one of the things that I'm going to ask you at the end is what sort of training would you like to see? So one of the things that we're going to talk about today is Windows 11. And uh, hopefully... If you have any questions as we go forward, uh, I can see them in the chat area. I know that you've got uh, everybody muted right now, but that's fine. And I'll try to just be brief about some of the things that I've seen in Windows 11. First thing we're going to do though, is we're gonna take a look at a quick video that I've done. And this is a new series that I've created on Windows 11 with JAWS, but it can be used by anyone even if you don't have a screen reader or even if you don't use a screen reader, <clears throat> it is designed from the keyboard perspective 
so that someone who's uh, low vision, for, for example, or even just a sighted person who wants to follow along can use the keyboard to follow along and then hear JAWS on the videos. So if you're talking to people, you can tell them, hey, they can look at these videos. Don't worry about the fact that JAWS is there talking. That's just for your feedback. And I give people the example, and you've heard this and seen this yourselves many times. You don't know if you're looking at, a, at the screen visually, if something is a button or if it's a link. But when you've got JAWS running or another screen reader like NVDA or, you know, uh, narrator, for example, those screen readers are going to give you feedback as to the type of control. So when I'm looking at a screen visually, I can't tell if it's a link or a button unless I've got JAWS running or unless I want to look at the code on the page or do other things. So having a screen reader for voice output is excellent for me. Uh, it also helps me as a sighted person because sometimes I get numbers backwards and I get words mixed up, you know, when I'm talking and saying things and that might happen today. But the verbal output or the audio output also helps me in terms of learning disabilities to a certain extent, because I tend to flip numbers and twist things around. And so that audio output gives me a second or a bimodal type of approach. And that's really helped me as well over the years. So enough about me. Uh, we're going to talk about Windows changes. And just real quickly, some of those changes include the start button and taskbar icons that have been centered move from the left side and the start menu, how it contains some standard icons now, as opposed to live tiles that used to have. There are a lot of other changes to the system tray, taskbar and things like that, but we'll go through the video and then we'll discuss some of those things afterwards. When we get through, um, we'll talk about how Windows is going to change. It's one of those things that will happen, no, no doubt. And it may change between now and next week, you know, before things go on. So Kim, why don't we go ahead and just watch the okay, video? So. Windows 11 with JAWS, a series of instructional demonstrations by Dan Clark. Some changes, new features, and visual descriptions. Lesson one, introduction. Are you a teacher, a parent, a rehabilitation instructor, a web developer or user interface designer, or are you someone who just wants to know how to accurately describe the different parts of the new Windows 11 experience to others? Maybe you just want to learn more about Windows for your own benefit. No matter your background or motivation, this series of lessons will help by providing you with a solid foundation of the terminology and layout of the new Windows 11 program. A transcript for this lesson and all others in this series is also available for download or viewing. Objectives, page one. By the end of this lesson, you will be able to understand and be able to discuss the following concepts as they relate to some of the changes and new features in Windows 11. Describe the Windows 11 desktop in broad terms. Describe the new look and location of the start button, taskbar icons, and start menu. Pinned apps in the start menu. Search edit box. New pinned apps on the taskbar. Search, task list, widgets and chat. System tray and taskbar corner overflow area. Objectives, page two. Widgets board. Action center changes. Snap layouts and snap groups.
Rebranding of Accessibility Settings Replaces Ease of Access Center. File Explorer no longer has a ribbon menu at the top. The new design of Windows 11 is fluid and clean looking with rounded corners for many windows, tiles, etc. The desktop list view is made up of icons or shortcuts to launch apps or open files, folders, etc. These icons can be arranged in various ways and typically appear in rows and columns. When focus is on the desktop, you can press the first letter of an icon to jump directly to that icon. Pressing the same letter cycles through all icons beginning with that letter if more are available. This is a typical Windows list view and you may use the arrow keys and other keys to navigate within it. Some changes and new features. In Windows 11, some of the major changes and additions include the following. The Start button, Taskbar icons, and Start menu have moved from the left side of the screen to the center. The new theme has rounded corners on many of the dialog boxes and controls, a softer look, and you'll hear new Windows event sounds. The Start menu now contains standard icons and no longer uses live tiles. The Search Edit box is at the top of the Start menu when the Start menu opens. Previously, it remained anchored on the taskbar. New icons for Search, Task View, Widgets, and Chat have been pinned to the taskbar. There are several changes to the System Tray and Taskbar Corner Overflow area. The Widgets Board, a new personalized feed with quick access to news, weather, and other web content slides out with a one-finger swipe from the left side of the screen. The Action Center from Windows 10 is now split into two separate groups which slide out from the right side of the screen. They include Quick Settings, which includes Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, Volume, and Brightness Controls, and more. And the Notification Center, which includes both notifications and the calendar. A single one-finger swipe from the right side of the screen opens the Notifications panel. We cover a few basic swipes and gestures in Lesson 4. There are also Windows keystrokes you may use, and we cover many of them in the upcoming lessons as well. Snap Layouts and Snap Groups After you have opened several windows, you can arrange them in groups on the screen. A snap layout grid appears near the Maximize button. This is like using the Windows key and arrow keys to snap apps to the left, right, etc., but there are several different options to choose from. A snap group shown on the taskbar. Windows 11 settings controls and features have been updated throughout, but one major change has been the rebranding of accessibility settings, which replaces the Ease of Access Center in prior Windows versions. In another subtle change, File Explorer no longer has a ribbon menu at the top. And there is, of course, much more. In summary, the Windows 11 interface is uncluttered with three main areas. A list view grid of icons to launch apps, files, and more takes up most of the screen. Centered on the taskbar is a cluster of icons, including the Start button, pinned items, and running apps. On the right side of the taskbar is the taskbar corner overflow and system tray.
In the remaining lessons for Windows 11 with JAWS, we cover these topics and more in greater detail. Thank you for joining me in this overview of some of the changes and new features in Windows 11. I hope you will join me for the remaining lessons. Be sure to like this video. Do you want to learn more? Visit dsurf.net forward slash training. So what you should see visually on the screen is the web page for training at dsurf. And if you're looking with JAWS, oops, wrong key. I hit speech history. Let's try speech on. Full speech. <laughs> Top of file, blank. When you go to the uh, dsurf website, uh, mute, currently unmuted, alt plus a button, leaving menus, training-dsurf-google chrome, training-dsurf-google chrome-dan, training-dsurf. Uh, we have a skip to main content link on the site. It's called surf to main content because of surfs up. Training-dsurf. Or surfing. Uh, training-dsurf. Dsurf rather. Same page link banner. And you should training find. heading level one. Heading level two windows 11 with draws training. On the training page, there are two basic headings there right now. Uh, one of them is for Windows 11 with JAWS training. Heading list dialog, headings list view, training colon one, one of three. Windows 11 with JAWS training colon two. So we have Windows 11 with JAWS, which is brand new. Custom JAWS preferences and settings colon two. And custom JAWS preferences and settings, which is another heading and a group of lessons that I've put out there. So in essence, basically you have uh, a lesson that I'm working on for Windows 11 with six lessons that have been posted so far. The one that you just listened to was just an introduction. There was no JAWS speech in that one other than just a, a narrated audio for where I used Ava for some descriptive video. And uh, lesson two, uh, we go into allowing downloads from anywhere because when you first install Windows, uh, if you haven't made any other changes other than just doing the basic you know, installation, answering of those questions, uh, you may find that when you go to download or install something, it wants you to download those from the Microsoft Store. So you can change that to allow downloads from anywhere or be notified in different things like that. The third lesson deals with the taskbar corner overflow in the system tray. And one of the things that was present in Windows 10 was the fact that you could check a checkbox and have all of your icons, you know, showing on the system tray uh, that you would use most commonly. And most people would have probably, I would say five or maybe even 10 little icons running in their system tray, maybe one for their screen reader, one for a microphone, one for different apps and things like that. Well, now you have to pin individual apps. You can't just, uh, they're all hidden in the system. What JAWS and other screen readers identify as the uh, notification Chevron button. That's the show hidden icons button on the computer. And it's the first button on the system tray taskbar corner on the right-hand side. So that part was a big change for a lot of people. So lesson three deals with how to, how to add those things that you want to the system tray where they show visually instead of being hidden when it's running. Lesson four is a lesson on gestures with JAWS. And you know, a lot of people will say, well, why do you need to use gestures? You probably never need to use them. But if you have a, a touchscreen device, a tablet or a a phone that's running Windows, or even uh, your keyboard just goes bad and you happen to have a, a computer with a touch screen, you can use gestures to what I call in this lesson, getting by with gestures. Allows you to type on the Windows keyboard, open and close apps, open context menus, close things, 
one of the things that I find as an instructor when I'm using JAWS as a sighted person is that JAWS takes over the gestures. And in this case, you may want to scroll the screen or inter interact by pressing a, a keystroke, like a tap on the screen to close a dialog box or an error message. And you can switch those gestures. Speech on demand. By doing a five finger rotate. Full speech. JAWS handles gestures. So JAWS handles gestures. I just did a five finger rotate. If I do another five finger, five finger rotate, say that five times fast. Pass through next gesture. There's a pass through. So that was a mistake on my part. Windows handles gestures. There we go. Now Windows is handling gestures and I could scroll the screen, you know, visually up or down with my finger <clears throat> as opposed to swiping and having to, you know, interact with JAWS and then pressing double taps on things to get things to happen. So that's lesson four. Lesson five deals with desktop navigation. That was just posted last week. And lesson six deals with pinning and arranging apps on the taskbar. Now in Windows 10 and prior versions, you were not able to actually rearrange those items that were pinned on the taskbar, but here in Windows 11, you can. You don't get any feedback currently when you do that. You can uh, follow the steps in my instructions on that lesson six to learn how to do it and just go back and check those the order again. But there are some things here in Windows 11 that I've already described in these lessons that are new and kind of exciting. Uh, the next lesson's coming up, lesson seven, which is gonna be posted hopefully next week, will be the start menu. And then lesson eight will be pinning and arranging apps on the start menu. Same thing is true with the start menu as the taskbar. You can actually rearrange those apps, uh, the buttons for them, at the top of the start menu so that if you do have to use a touchscreen device, you have the ones you need right there at the top. And then Windows uh, 11 settings will be covered in lesson nine. And there are quite a few changes in settings. We'll cover some of those today. And then in lesson 10, I cover snap layouts and snap groups. And we may talk a little bit about that here in a little bit. So just an overview of the different types of things. But when you go into these lessons as a resource for Windows you. Windows 11 training page link. I'm going to go to the. Training dash dsurf. Speech on demand. Put speech on demand for a moment. If you look at these lessons, when you get to them, if you haven't already looked at them, um, if I click on the one for getting by with gestures, for example, <clears throat> the resources that you have available for you include the lesson plan for teachers. Uh, then there's a vocabulary list for teachers as well. And then there's uh, sometimes there'll be some ancillary documentation. Like in this case, there was a, a document called gestures to discuss in lesson four. Then we had the, uh, a YouTube video, and there's also an MP3 audio link. A transcript link is also included, as was mentioned in that video earlier. So what I'm trying to do here is to build a foundation for people that they can use for training and for growing with other people. So hopefully you'll find that useful. As I mentioned, the latest one was pinning and arranging apps on the taskbar. So let's go ahead and talk real quickly about accessibility in Windows 11. And what I'm gonna do is go ahead and open up full speech. Windows settings by pressing Windows key and the letter I. Settings. 
search box, find a setting edit. Okay. So when you first open settings, you've got a find a setting edit box and it's pretty straightforward. What I'm going to do is just type in accessibility. Six results. Accessibility keyboard settings, toggle keys, play a sound when I turn accessibility mouse settings. Actually, search box, find a setting. Why? No. Search results, search box, find a setting edit, accessibility. I <laughs> typed it wrong. Accessibility, system, one of 11, accessibility. Okay, now when you get into the accessibility area, um, everything basically still works the same as it did before. Your different keystrokes for magnifier, uh, narrator and different things like that still work the same. Getting into the accessibility settings the same will still work the same. The main difference in your settings that I found is that overall, Windows 11 shouldn't present any problems for people who are navigating and doing their typical work. So if you're worried about Windows 11, don't be. I think it's going to be fine. There are some things that are going to change as time goes on, and things are going to only get better from what I can see. But having said that, when you get into here, um, you'll find that certain things just are a little bit laid out differently. Accessibility button. When I press the tab key, I find there's a button. And then if I press tab again. List box, vision. We get into a list box. Back button. Back button. User profile, picture Dan Clark, dcfsurf.net button. Keep going. Search box, find a setting, accessibility, nine, accessibility button, list box, vision. Now you see when I got to that list box where it said vision and I pressed the tab key. Back button. It went to the back button. So I missed a whole bunch of stuff on the screen. I'm gonna go shift tab to go backwards. List box, vision. So what I should have heard there, and I paid, didn't pay attention to it, was that there's a list box here, okay? So when you get to different places and settings, you're gonna find that sometimes you have to press the tab key, sometimes you have to press the up and down arrow key, sometimes you have to press left and right arrow, maybe up and down in the same way. But the thing is you never are going to really know. It just said there was a list box there. So if I down arrow. Text size. I hear there's a text size item. Visual effects. Visual effects. Mouse pointer and touch. So I missed all of that by just pressing tab. So just be aware of the fact that when you're navigating in the settings for Windows 11, you're going to hear some different things. Now you can go back to the search edit box by pressing Control E. Search box. Find a setting edit. And let's just say that I wanted to look for Bluetooth. Five results. Bluetooth and other devices settings. Okay, I'll press enter on that. Devices. Bluetooth button not checked. Bluetooth button off. Okay, so there's a Bluetooth button that's not checked. And of course, you can press spacebar to turn that on or off. I'm going to press the tab key here. Add device button. There's an add device. Input. Input list box. Logitech registered sign unifying receiver. One of one. So I heard that that was a list box, and that's for my wireless receiver. I'll tab again. Logitech registered sign unifying receiver. More options button. So off to the right on that control for the input device for the unifying receiver, there's a more options button. I'm just going to press tab again. Audio. Audio list box. C922 Pro Stream webcam. One of four. And that's the webcam that's uh, currently in use from my on my computer. But I also heard that this was another list box. Now, if I press tab, I'll hear a button off to the right for the webcam. C922 Pro Stream webcam. More options button. And you would think, you know, based on typical dialog boxes, when you get into a group, 
that you would just continue pressing tab and moving through the other items in that group. But in this case, it's not a group like that. It's a list. So if I press tab, I'm going to go out of this list. Wireless displays and docs. Wireless displays and docs list box. 49 quote TCL Roku TV. One of two. And there's two things in this list for wireless displays. My television set. Now, if I go back with shift tab. Audio. Audio list box. C922 Pro Stream webcam. C922 Pro Stream. Focuses back on the audio button for the webcam. Now, if I press down arrow, I'll hear the other items underneath audio. PLT underline legend. So I've got my Bluetooth headset. USB audio contact. The mic I'm using now. ZS-B. And so on. So, you know, to me, Windows is very accessible, and I think it's going to get much better. But when you come to usability, I think there's still some things that could be done better. That's just my personal opinion. I'm sure I'll get flack for that, but... That's how it is. Task switching, gestures with meeting controls, den, settings, settings, audio, audio list box. Um, we also talked a little bit about how, or you, you may not have, we haven't talked about it, but there are other things in addition to the fact of navigation where you're not necessarily going to be sure whether you use arrow keys or tab. And I think that's always been the case to a certain extent in Windows, but uh, it's still here in this version of Windows, as you just heard. Now, Notice if I press the Windows key and the letter T to go to the taskbar. JAWS will speak. Taskbar, taskbar, Google Chrome dash one running window button. That's the running window that's currently open uh, on my computer. Now, if I press shift tab, I'll move to the left of the pinned apps and running apps on the taskbar. This is still in the center of the taskbar, but just to the left of this, there's four buttons and then the start button. The start button is on the far left, but it's still in the center centered at the far left. Then you have your search button, your task view, uh, widgets button, and the chat button. So if you're on the taskbar here with Windows T and you press shift tab, you'll go back through those buttons. But listen to what JAWS does or says. Chat button not checked. It says chat button not checked. Widgets button not checked. Moving left or right to left, going backwards on the, the, the taskbar. Task view button not checked. Search button not checked. Start button not checked. Folder view list view. And then it went back to the, if you keep going shift tab from there, it'll go back to the desktop list view. Taskbar, taskbar, start. So this item, these items are saying checked and you're like, well, why are they saying checked? We're not actually certain why, but I think it's probably a Windows issue. And this may get better in, in time because people can pin and unpin these first four items. Search button not checked. The search button. Task view. Task view. Widgets button. Widgets button. Chat button. And the chat button. Those can be pinned and unpinned basically through the start menu uh, taskbar settings. There's buttons for each one of those. So it could be that the Windows is giving us a little bit more information at this point than what we want. So we're getting that extra verbosity that these are checkboxes. And you're like, well, it's checked. Well, why do I want to check it or uncheck it? That would be taken care of in settings. Okay. And if you go back to the Search Control E. Let me get back on the settings. Settings, because I had focus on the taskbar. Search box. Find a setting edit. If I go to taskbar settings, I'll just type taskbar. Six results. And then down arrow. Taskbar line. Taskbar settings. Press Enter there. Taskbar. Search box. Find a setting edit. No results. Now, once you've opened up a settings page, the left hand side has all the different categories for the different things that you can choose. And in this case, the category that opened up for this is called personalization. And then underneath that, you have taskbar settings. The difference here is that the left-hand column for these categories always stays visible. 
So as you enter on one of those categories on the left-hand side, everything on the right-hand side changes. That's a nice feature in Windows 11 that wasn't there. Uh, you had to go back, you know, to get back to those uh, categories. So now if I press tab to go forward, personalization, four of 11. You'll hear that's the personalization. That's the fourth category of 11 on the left column. Personalization button. And there's a button at the top. Taskbar items, show all settings button expanded. Now here there's a show all settings. It's expanded, so I'll tab forward. Search button on. Now here I hear there's a search button and it's on. If I tab forward. Task view button on. There's the task view button and so on. So you have search, task view, widgets, and chat. Those four buttons that are down there have buttons here in the personalization setting for taskbar that you can turn them on or off. And I think that that's why we're hearing the word checkbox uh, when we press tab and move through those things now. Let me show you one other example. I'm going to press Windows key B Bravo to move over to the system tray, I think. Notification Chevron button. Yep, and here we got the notification Chevron button. If I press right arrow here. System tray draws for Windows button. And this is one of those other places where you have to press right arrow as opposed to pressing tab or you'll go past those little things that you've got pinned here. Button. Privacy button apps using your microphone call and zoom button. System network state button, network five, internet access, DSERF connected button. Here we have a, a situation where JAWS and Windows are saying the same thing twice. So if I just do a say word here. System network state button, network five, internet access, DSERF connected. You go to the right one. System volume state button, speakers left parent two dash USB audio codec right parent colon 29% button. Okay, what it said was system volume state button, speakers, headphone, real tech, I wrote it down. So I could just repeat it to you. System volume state button speakers left parent 2 USB audio codec right parent colon 29% button. And at the very end, it said button. So at the beginning, it said system volume state button speakers slash headphones. And at the very end, JAWS identified it as a button. So we're getting double speak sometimes. Those kind of things will change, I hope, as time goes on. So my point in bringing this up is that Windows 11 is brand new. We're hearing some things that screen readers are going to identify and your customers and your clients are going to hear. It's not gonna hurt anything. It's just that there's gonna be some confusion perhaps when they say, well, what's this checkbox for, for the start button? Or what's this uh, you know, extra verbiage that I'm hearing here on buttons? Why am I hearing all this extra stuff? It's not the screen reader's fault necessarily. It's not necessarily a fault of anyone. It's just one of those things that as time goes on, uh, things will get better. One of the other things that I really quickly wanted to mention is just the differences. I'm going to close the settings here for now. Shut down Windows dialog. Nope, not Task that. Bar. <laughs> Let's get settings. focus back in there. Settings, taskbar items, task view button on. Gestures with dash D surf dash Google Chrome dash. Okay, I've got gestures going. Or close that as well. When you go into your browser settings, um, let's go back into settings for Windows. I'll press Windows key I and we'll take a look at those browser settings. Settings. Search box. Find a setting edit. Three results. Choose what windows and tabs appear when pressing Alt plus tab. Multidisking. Search box. Find a setting edit. No results. I forgot to check and see where that's found. Apps, apps, five and 11. Default apps, list box, default apps, two of seven. Set a default for a file type or link type. Enter a file type. Bar. 
All right, I'll come back to that in just a minute because I'm going to have to find it again. Gestures with dash d surf dash Google Chrome. Gestures with dash d surf dash Google Chrome dash Dan. But some of the other questions that we we might want to talk about are these with uh, the settings for the browser types and things like that. Because what's happened is that in Windows 11, the browser settings have to be changed for each individual browser file type. Like, so example, for example, you have to set the file type for HTM. You have to set the file uh, application for HTML, the app for PDF, et cetera, each individually. Now, when you install your browsers, the browser companies or manufacturers are probably going to try and come up with a way, if they haven't already, of toggling all those things that you would normally use that browser for in the settings for Windows. But you may need to change those individually. And again, this is another one of those things that can change as time goes on. When you look at File Explorer, another thing that changed is the fact- File Explorer, items view list box. That there's no ribbon menu. Items view multi-select list box. At the top. Speech on demand. I'll turn speech off for a moment. So when you look at visually, there's no ribbon up there. So if you press the Alt key, uh, it doesn't go to the file menu or the file tab like you would normally think. And to someone who's using the keyboard like myself and like many of you, you probably don't care about the ribbon that much in File Explorer because you probably just used your keyboard commands. Uh, but it is one of those things where things have changed, you know? So if you didn't know that, uh, you might be confused when you go to look for those things that are on the ribbon. <clears throat> Another thing that I've noticed even visually without using JAWS is that when I go into a setting, different, or excuse me, when I go into File Explorer and just use the arrow keys to go through a list, it seems a bit sluggish. So if I press down arrow, it takes a second for it to start moving down or up. And then it goes kind of boom, boom, boom. It doesn't go faster than I can talk. So I'm seeing some things that happen there with uh, responsiveness that may improve as well over time. And one other thing I wanted to mention too was that uh, some people have talked about some issues, but when pressing Alt-Tab, that sometimes that seems to get stuck. I think those have been resolved in the latest Windows builds. I haven't seen it myself lately. And finally, you know, when you go back to user experience, think about your slider bars and things. Uh, for example, if you go into the volume slider bar for Windows right now and try to adjust your speaker volume levels, you've got a slider bar and you can press home to go to the beginning of the slider bar, which would bring it to zero. And you can press end to go to the end of that slider bar. And normally on a slider bar, you can press page up and page down. Page up would move you in smaller or you know larger chunks, like maybe 10 degrees or 10 increments at a time. And page down would do the reverse. Well, that's not available in those slider bars that I've seen so far. You have home and end, but you and you have left and right arrow. So if you want to, if you're at zero uh, percent and you want to go to fifty percent, you've got to press the right arrow fifty times. Vice versa, if you're going backwards. Again, possible improvements could be made in those types of things. And I think that overall, as I've said, Windows 11 looks to be very accessible and looks, I, I like the things that I'm seeing in Windows 11. So I'd say, don't be afraid of it. You know, feel free to experiment if you haven't gone to it, share it with your customers and enjoy working with them with it. And when you need resources, take a look at these resources that I'm posting for Windows 11 on my website and feel free to ask, you know, re reach out if you have questions and let me know. 
Thank you for listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. There are many ways to get in touch with us. You can call us toll-free at 1-877-304-0968. You can follow our GTT blog at gttprogram.blog. If you'd like to subscribe to our email support list, you can send a blank email to gttsupport plus sign subscribe at groups.io. And you can follow the Canadian Council of the Blind on the web at ccbnational.net.